Howdy chummers, welcome back to another week of This Game Could Be Your Life. This session was recorded when Kurt was moving to Portland, so he's not around, so this episode and the next few will be just me, Jeff, and friend. Anyway, in this episode we'll hit you with some cultural criticism before before getting into some shit on a, uh, on a two-man mission. So here it is, Enjoy. Topical, only eight months behind. I finally got around to watching the new Blade Runner movie. Oh uh, yeah, I, I just you saw got... it recently too. I guess it was added to HBO. And we both saw it. <laughs> hey, it's like a five situation where you know two two people under the same stars watching the same Blade Runner twenty forty nine movie. Uh, what did you guys think of it? I have a complex set of feelings about it. Well, not really. I don't really remember. Here's what happened. <laughs> I walked out of the theater being like, that was pretty good. And then the people I was with were like, are you fucking kidding me? That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. That was insultingly stupid. And they kind of like convinced me to their way of thinking. But now I can't remember why. So I remember you talking about that, Joe, about how like how you felt about that movie. And you you had said like him being in love with the AI was interesting. And, that, and they never oh, really explored it. yeah. That was my favorite thing about that movie. That was like the coolest sci-fi concept in that whole flick was that you've got this like slavish AI character who is like, you know, this android cop who is in this domestic relationship with another like slave AI character who is this like AI wife or whatever. And it's like this weird like case system of like, slaves in this society do you think he really um, loved her though i don't know you know treated her like dog shit yeah i didn't think he i think i i got the impression that they were just like this is what i do because i'm like a single dude and i buy the product and i play around you know like that's a good I, way to look at it yeah and you know like he like he fucking owns her like you can't have love in that scenario that straight up like you can't have love in a in a fucking slave like property scenario. You don't think uh slave owners love their slaves? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. We didn't live in that time. <laughs> yeah, we can't judge them, dude. We can't judge them. That's unfair. Jesus fuck. So, uh I thought it looked cool. Like there's definitely some cool yeah. elements of it. It didn't like blow me away. Um, me neither. I, I I gotta say, when I was watching for a while, then I realized how long it was. I was slightly bummed that I realized I would. I don't think I would have watched if I realized it was three hours long. Well, I, I kind of feel that way about the first one. I think I like the original Blade Runner for what came out of it and like the tone it set for science fiction more than the actual movie itself. Yeah, I feel um, that. It's like it's long as shit. It's very like moody and atmospheric, and. You know, I'm not really into that sort of stuff um, too much. So you've just more you've just 100 percent described my feelings towards the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the books. 
Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah. that's legit, too. You know, as an avid reader of science fiction and fantasy, I got to say, those books are not particularly great. Like, and what they did and what they established and what came after them is all, like, super important. And those books are good, certainly. But on a page-for-page level, they're just not very enjoyable. There's no characterization. It's all, like, mood and, like, descriptions. Yeah. And, like, there's just some dialogue. Like, like, you don't even know who these characters are. And now I feel like whenever I think about it, I'm picturing the movies is really how I'm, like... Like, the relationship between, like, Legolas and Gimli and shit. Like, that's all from the movies. Like, the, it's barely there in the books. That's true. You know Everything what? happens that's off true. page. In in the books, there's very little... It's true like, about Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, like, big... Also, like, all the big action set pieces but happen off, off I page. I don't even like those... Um, I don't even like those movies that much. Like, I find them to be pretty long-winded and... Uh, they are a bit long-winded. I like those movies a lot. I, thought, I like I like. Them I thought more. the fighting was fucking badass. Yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It's cool, man. It's like, you know, it definitely I did, drags. I mean, if it's, what is there, three movies? They're probably fucking 11 hours altogether. You could definitely trim <laughs> an hour and a half from it or something. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed them. I did I did watch Fellowship of the Rings recently and had a fucking blast doing it. So, The Hobbit movies, now they're pieces of shit. I didn't see I did those. not even fuck with those. Yeah, I didn't see those. And that's, I, uh, when you talk about, like, page-for-page page enjoyable reading, Hobbit's the best one of the bunch. It is. That absolutely yeah. is. No but doubt. it's also, like, a, a children's book. Yeah, that's That fine. was retro... But I, from what I understand, like, he he retrofitted the Hobbit to fit into the Lord of the Rings universe. What do you mean? Like, it was written first, right? right? And I, I could be totally making this up, but I believe it's true. Um, I believe that it was written first... Then, then, um, but it, it wasn't, it didn't really like share the same universe as the Lord of the Rings and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of edited it, edited it to fit into it. No shit. I, I mean, think cause so. like Gandalf is like a primary character in both. I don't know, man. But again, like I, I could have like read this somewhere and I feel totally... like, I feel like I would have seen some like original edition Hobbit printings or Christopher, something. Christopher Tolkien definitely would have shoved that down our throats. Oh um, God, dude! All those other fucking shitty books—they're awful. Too. I read them. I was like, oh, I got to read them, and I read like the first one or two weird versions he put out, and I was like, "This shit is garbage." Well, it's like a got like re- the Children of Hurin. I like that one. That it's fun. like reading the Bible, dude. It's that's like, what the Silmarillion's like. It's like, it's like reading the fucking Bible. And Gorgoth begot <laughs> Jordan, and Jordan begot. Gimli the Broad. It's like fucking stupid shit. You know, in a way, when we're talking about, like, the things that are great about the Lord of the Rings, like, that's it right there. Like, this dude, like, fucking made languages. Yeah, he, like, created... He wrote a fucking Bible for his dumb world. He created epic fantasy. It wasn't something that really existed prior to that. I mean, I'm more of a fan of, like, the the pulp genre. The Conan, the Fawford, and the Grey Mauser. Like, I think those are cooler. But, like, you, you can't say that, like epic fantasy these swir- you know these giant things haven't had like a massive impact on like virtually every creative thing that's come on it afterwards mm-hmm. oh for t- totally dude no doubt. but yo i told you fran i'm rereading game of thrones talk about like page for page like quality writing well it's the best mixture of epic fantasy and pulp and pulp stuff it's like mm. a gigantic version of a of a of a pulp book it's so good for those reasons yeah i never thought of it that way but it's just like rock solid, like good ass writing, like yeah, it's really enjoyable is. at all times. Like I don't think like 
like I have a deep love of science fiction and fantasy and like I'm very forgiving of it and like I read like a lot of the stuff and like reading these books like makes me realize like how like whack a lot of fucking sci-fi and fantasy writers <laughs> oh, are. Yeah. It's true. Oh yeah. I would go non non uh, non fantasy for a little while when you're done with that series. Because yeah, I, right? I, I mean anything you read afterwards, you're like what the fuck is that? So, like right. It's... Like like I'm a fucking disciple of Frank Herbert. Like I love Dune, but like when I look back on Dune, and it's it shares a lot. Like if I was going to compare Game of Thrones to any sci-fi or fantasy, I would compare it to Dune first. Like. The writing in Dune, they, I can't fuck with Martin. Herbert no. can't fuck with Martin on like no. a fucking like snappy dialogue level or like. I'm sure I've, you, I've an heard scene. my my theory on Game of Thrones. I know I've espoused it, where it came from and everything. Now what is it? So Martin was just like kind of like a hack writer for a long time. He wrote like crummy science fiction. He wrote that Beauty and the Beast TV like lives TV show. <laughs> yeah, right, um, right. Like he created a lot of shit like that. And he was he was like you know a working writer, but he wasn't just making be money. This, getting, yeah, getting a paycheck. he wasn't going to be like this memorable guy. Um, and then he made a deal with the devil. You know, he promised. Uh, he he sold his soul to create the greatest fantasy trilogy of all time, and he did. But he got like carried away. And then he never finished it. So then he had to write Feast of Crows on his own and was unable to, which is why Feast of Crows is clearly the clunker of the entire series. It's just mm. not not as good as those. But then after that came out, he got married. So then he was legally able to barter his wife's soul as well. Oh. <laughs> um, and so then that's where uh, Dance with Dragons came from. Um, and now I think he's working real fucking hard to try to have a kid. Um, so he can barter... He can, <laughs> You know, but the problem is he's old, but he wants that kid. He needs to sell a soul so he can get back in the game. You think he only got one book out of his wife's soul? Yeah, well, I mean, at that point, his back's against the wall. Yeah, you know? right. And, Devil's got him on the ropes there. It shows you, like, his tragic failing there is even in that situation, he couldn't wrap it up. He had, <laughs> he had to keep going. Oh, God. He's just, you know, it's like, careful what you wish for, I guess. Yeah, you man. Know? When you make a deal to write the greatest trilogy, you better end it. So... You know, kind of along the lines of, like, writing style, uh, what I've come to realize, and I didn't realize this until later, after rereading some of these books, but, like, Stephen King, that motherfucker could turn a phrase. Dude, he's, it's, it's weird to say he's underrated, but he's such a good right? writer. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? The, like, that's like the conundrum of Stephen King. Like, you can't say he's underrated, because he sells like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, people eat a ton of fucking but, McDonald's. But, like, does, it's he not get, good, does he get the props as, like, the fucking towering literary figure in 20th century American fiction that he is? He doesn't, no. and he should. Because, like, I mean, I don't know, especially when you take... Um, the volume of shit that he's produced, like no one kind of holds a candle to him. It's remarkable, man. He's yeah. so good, and there's so much he puts out a 800 page book every year, and he has <laughs> he does, and he has since the 70s. It's remarkable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some wild, irresponsible shit. Oh, I can't wait. Are there any? Are there any like rumors about him about like ghostwriters or anything like that? Yeah. Yes, his wife. People say his wife does. Yeah, she's public. Tabitha, like, Tabitha King has written a couple books on her own. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a couple of his lesser novels, um, maybe like Gerald's Game and some other shit that people have said um, is his, uh, you know, are, are, is a ghostwriter. Um, but but I don't think to the point where, you know, like fucking some, a lot of these other people who are just like putting out a book every three years or something um, and they probably haven't written it 
for uh, you know ten years, like Jock Clancy or some shit like that. Like I think a lot of those guys are ghostwritten. Um, yeah. But I, I think Stephen like King, their brand. I, I I think he's like in that small group of people who has like a singular purpose on the planet, and it's to fucking yeah, right. write. I, I mean, yeah. you know, Christine came out when he was like nineteen or something, twenty, like, and he just hasn't hasn't stopped. It's crazy. And his son's yeah. a writer. Have you ever read any of his son's stuff? No, Joe no. Hill. Joe, Joe Hill. He writes Lock and Key, that comic book. But he's written some really good novels too. Like Horns is really, really good. Like there's just something. Oh, that was that was him. Yeah, yeah that was a good book. There, yeah, that's. I mean, that family. There's something in their blood. Those guys can just write. But even there, like with those ghostwriting rumors, like you're talking about a couple books out of the hundreds out of the hundreds. Uh, or yeah, how many? How many books is? How many I think he's, he got. He's hanging out around fifty. Okay. But so well, like even there, yeah. even even with even there, like the ghostwriting rumors of like his wife having written a few under his name are still like just like a handful, huh? Yeah. Is that I, what you're I, telling me? Yeah, and then like uh like the one about the JFK assassination. Like he put like every four or five years he puts out one that everyone was like, Wow, like this is another great one. Like he's not just putting out words for the sake of it. Like he's still yeah. putting out some really fantastic books. And I, I mean the stand is so good. I gotta like, read the stand again, man. It's fucking good. I read it's, that when uh, I was in like eighth grade, which is too young to fucking read that shit. The I gotta list read of books, the list of books better than the stand is extremely, extremely small. Like it's just that good. It's yeah. it's incredible. It, it ages it, like it aged well. I read it. I reread it not too long ago, and it's just as good as when I first read it. It's fucking good shit going on there. Yeah, having recently finished the Dark Tower series, like what a wonderfully satisfying fantasy epic that was. Uh, I'm gonna disagree with you on I that didn't one, even, Joe. Yo, and straight up, I didn't even like the ending. Yeah, I didn't like the last two books. I didn't like the end of the last book. That's it. Like the second, like the very end. That's it. The last and the last and I'm book like, had a and I'm like, so fucking what? That was such a fucking fantastic science fiction fantasy journey. Like those. Few, the, the last few book had a fever dream quality <laughs> to it that I like. Yeah, but I mean, that's to be expected at the end of a psychedelic journey like that. Like. Compare that to the fever dream quality that you get in these in like similar like long running like very like lofty idea uh, fantasy and sci fi epics like uh, like Dune for example. Dune gets fucking stupid. It gets crazy. Yeah, like, you get even Game of Thrones. I mean, the most recent stuff is kind of like where is this even going? Like you've yeah. lost hold of it. I think it's really impressive that that King was able to finish that series. Right. I mean, the the first one came out, I think, in the seventies. That you know? was, I think, that's like one of the first novels he wrote. And like he was the, in college when he wrote that. The fact that he could like get his brain back to where he was when he was writing that shit, and and because there was a real big gap after the fourth book, yeah. and then five, six, seven came out like a couple months, couple months, couple months. Like he just, but there's a big gap between the first and second ones too. And there is a very notable difference in style and prose. That's part of what's between... so cool about it, though, is like when we're we're talking about like like where you just got done extolling his virtues as like a towering figure in American literature. This is the series where you get to watch him watch him develop over yeah. the course of one and the, story. And there's no way over, he's like, not conscious decades. of that. Yeah. Like he's totally aware that his style has changed, and I think that's, that's part so of the cool. reason why he becomes like a character in it. You know, mm. it kind of explains why the book is written differently and looks differently because, like, it's a journey that, like, he is the focal point of. Like, I think, I think he has some really strong feelings about all of that stuff. Like, I, that's well, like, he had a near death experience. Yeah, I mean, he was almost killed. Did you ever hear that wild story about the that, yeah, the car? He, he, 
But what happened afterward? I know this. I know as he wrote it in the fucking book. Yeah, but then, so the dude, I think the dude was like convicted of drunk driving or something. And the car that hit Stephen King wound up going to auction. And there's some kind of crazy story where like Stephen King bought the car at auction and then like <laughs> did something to it. And then the dude dropped dead on Stephen King's birthday, I think. Whoa, some real like chaos like, magic. Yeah, shit. like some real like <laughs> dark magic shit going. Like that's like that's like the story about like how like Grant Morrison like allegedly like when he was writing the Invisibles and like writing himself as King Mob like like got like terminally ill when like in the part where King Mob gets captured and stuff like as he was writing that shit, experiencing like, it all himself. Like got better once he wrote like a good <laughs> ending for King Mob. <laughs> that's weird, man. Some heavy duty stuff, some real magic there, man. All right, should we play some shout? Yeah, actually, I, I want to give a, a real quick uh, shout out. Uh, Chris and I were on vacation last week. We rented like some place in the middle of nowhere, and we went to the little downtown area. And there was a really cool used bookstore there called Hidden Passages. Um, and I talked to the dude who ran the place. I had no idea what his name was, but he's an old gamer, um, so maybe he's listening. Um, but I wanted to say that he had a really, really great selection of old role-playing game materials. That's um, dope. Including a hardcover version of the second edition Shadowrun book. Uh, oh. Which I didn't buy. I was going to. And I was like, you know what? There's got to be some weird kid in this town who could benefit more from me having like my ninth copy of this book. Um, yeah, right. Though I did score a uh, first edition Dungeon Master's screen for five bucks. That's um, very cool. And a, a weird... D&D like, first edition? Yeah, and then a weird supplement to the old uh, West End D6 Star Wars game, which I like a lot. So shout oh, out to cool. uh, Hidden Passages cool. in Cowdersport, Pennsylvania. Damn, I'm going cool. to check that out. Where's Cowdersport? Dude, we were like uh, maybe like 45 minutes from like Lake Erie or some shit. We were in the middle. Wait, we went out to Cherry Springs. Were, where... Right, yeah. You said you were going there. Cherry yeah. Springs. It was cool. That was actually super, super neat. Like, super Is it dark live up sky. to the hype with the dark sky? Yeah, and we were, when we were there, it was a new moon, so it was like pitch black. And, you know, being a city kid, when you look up and you see, it's like, Jesus Christ, like, there's a lot of shit up there. It was good. We had a real nice time. That's awesome. Awesome. I really got to do that one. Before Trump paves it. <laughs> <laughs> it was too late. As we were pulling in, they were, they were laying the concrete. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were, shit. had these big light towers set up. Uh, <laughs> turn on the floor. Turn on the bigly floodlights. Yeah, bigly. They just were shooting satellites in. The satellites were like at like a hundred feet in the air. They were like barely even getting up in the sky. But it was important that they were there, just flying around. So it's totally blown out now. You missed it. Damn. That's very cool. Fracking. Drek. Um, <laughs> All right. So Shadow Run. Uh, we left off last week. You guys um, were acting a fool. In some slums, definitely not me. Me, me, and me in particular. I was quite quite <laughs> foolish from what I can remember last time. Somebody threw a rock at your head, and you just you motherfuckers could not drop it. <laughs> you could not drop it, and so you hunted this person down, and eventually found yourselves in a house of traps. Um, most of them were ineffective, sadly, but at least we gave, uh, Zip a concussion with a paint can. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then you, you murdered a child. You blew him up with a grenade launcher. Zip did, actually. Huh. Sounds like he uh, got what he deserved. Uh, and then you all I mean, he went threw home. a rock. Threw a rock at my car. It's, it's fucked up. It's well, not he threw how, a rock at, at a passenger in your car. 
That is true. I was I was shirtless firing a, a, a weapon <laughs> out of a moving car. You were discharging your firearm into the air for kicks. Yeah. But um, then you all went home, and you guys were talking sports. Call was not interested. Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember. I was pretty drunk last week, last week too. Meanwhile, um, Zip went to the store and he bought like some night vision goggles or something because he was taking so many penalties in that um, in that dark uh, house of traps, in that dark Home Alone house. When I was a kid, I thought the character's name was Home Alone. Like if I was, if I was, you know, like four years old and describing the film to you, I would be like, and then Home Alone put um, a hot thing on the doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, my favorite part of Home Alone is, is when, um, it's early in the movie and they're all getting ready and Kevin does something. I don't, his name might be Home Alone. I don't know. But Kevin does something and the uncle's like, look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's like, dude, all right. I don't know if you guys. He doesn't yell it though. He nephews. just like looks at him and is like, yeah, look what you did, you little jerk. Like, who would do what? What? Why would you? He's like a little kid. He why would you so do so much shit in the beginning of that movie, dude? Like, when his let's be honest, never say that. What'd you what? say? I'm sorry, I would never say that to any of my precious uh, nieces and nephews. Yeah, yeah, because they're fucking children. His sister's like, Kevin, you are such a disease. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good diss. <laughs> All right, well. We sure do love Home Alone. <laughs> it's a great, great movie. Oh God! I've, I've, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Uh, imagine how long he'd be at the police station after, <laughs> after, after, after like he thwarts and, the and attack. The psychological testing they would like submit, like make him go through. Like clearly, he has some like deep rooted issues. Rather than like <laughs> just trying to escape, he, he'd rather stay there and torture these people. Like you gotta send, you gotta send him to a special school away. Away from home. Yeah, after absolutely. That. Did you? There is a um. Uh, what's what, what's his real name? Kevin. Wait now. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. There is a a video of him reprising that role, and he's like an Uber driver. Have you ever seen this shit? No. And he's like super traumatized. It's really funny, and like he just basically like runs at the mouth to anyone who gets in his car. Like about how these old men tried to kill him and no one believed them. It was fucking. It's a fucking crazy, crazy video. And Joe Pesci was after him. Daniel Stern, fuck you up, man. All right. Anyway, so we're, yes. we're at so, Call's house. You're at Call's house. Call, can you tell us about your apartment a little bit? Sure. It's a uh, it's a modest two bedroom apartment. Uh, you got a one, roommate? No. Zip, so. Zip. Well, I do now, zip. So, one is, one is, you know, I have like a, a, your basic, um, it's like kind of like an economy sort of joint where it's like, they're all kind of set up the same, like apartment by apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one bedroom is where I sleep, obviously. And the other one is kind of where I do like magical studies and things like that. So, sort of like a library, um... And then, you know, a basic living area. I didn't spend any of my new yen when I was setting up my character on uh, expensive stereo systems or anything like that. So, it's weak. Yeah. We'll have to make do. So what do yeah, we do when we're, at, when we're at your place? 
call. Doesn't see any uh, expensive stereo systems or anything. <laughs> I don't see any the latest Tridio rig. What are we supposed to do when we're here? We just like talk about slam ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a sport in this world. I know slam ball is like that weird basketball trip league mashup. Oh, no. I <laughs> murder ball, whatever it is. Urban warfare. You know, I've always been an urban urban, urban brawl. I think urban brawl. <laughs> That's what I'm into. Well, you know, calls a simple man. Um, so I guess what we were waiting for um, Zip to get back. Yeah, Zip's like out running errands and stuff. So you don't know where he is. He went to the store to, and when we last um, saw him, he was buying uh, some fucking uh, night vision goggles and shit from his friend. Not really his friend. He tried to sell him some bullshit. But you know, Carl, uh, these last couple of days of you have kind of like opened my eyes to some parts of the world that I, I didn't really know things worked this way. Yeah, between someone wanting to throw a rock at the car, you know, you're just having a good time, and I don't see. Yeah, I was surprised that someone act that way. And then that time we had with Mike D the sixth, where we brought that nice lady. You know, I invited her into the limousine, and then to see her turn hostile like that, it's really kind of just change my view of the world that you know people would act this way i guess i've been kind of naive think that everyone just wants a good time everyone just wants a ride somewhere uh it's weird you know i I don't know what to make of all this well you know what my dad always said sometimes you shoot a gun someone throws a rock at you Hmm. Uh, (laughs) i never knew my dad so i didn't get that kind of advice yeah well i I could be your dad uh (laughs) well you know that's a big responsibility Uh, yeah, I'm sure I have some kids that are unaccounted for. Uh, shit's shit's rough out there, man. Yeah, you know, you know, I was I was naive I, this whole time. You know, I thought that people they'd see a nice car and they'd respect it. I mean, that woman she tried to murder that man right in the back of the limousine. Well, Balzac, we're fucking lucky. It's like that, and we should rejoice in that chaos because this is how we earn our living, player. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what? I I don't want you to call me Balzac anymore. I want you to call me. I want you to call me Blackball. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, all right, Blackball. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think we're gonna be seeing much of Balzac anymore. Okay, Blackball, you got a taste for blood after <laughs> after Zip shot that little boy with you know, a grenade I, I, in I his just, mouth. I felt like I was a part of something here, and I was doing something for people. And yeah, I was getting money, but I thought these people genuinely liked me, and I was respected. And now. Throwing rocks, murder in the back of the limousine. I had it all wrong. <laughs> You're real hung up on this rock, on this rock thing. Damn. I mean, <laughs> very, very hung up on it, the rock. It, it, it led to a pretty uh, wild series of events, you know. It was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Do you remember we shot a grenade at that kid on the roof of the building and killed him? Right, in, right into his mouth, yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, Zip... That's a bit on on the unpredictable side. I like that. That's a, yeah. That's a man who's seen some shit. I'll I'll say. That boy's wild as hell. So what should we do? You want to go out and get a drink while we wait for uh, Zip to come back? Yeah, let's maybe see if we can get ourselves in some trouble. All right. Uh, you want to take the boat out? I mean, the boat's a two man. There's only two of us. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's take the boat out. I never get. Hell yeah. I never get to use the boat. <laughs> You know, and it's it's got a grenade launcher and a light machine gun. We can each use it. <laughs> okay, so for for our fans listening at home, 
when you set up your shadow run characters, you can prioritize attributes. Was it no? It's uh, is it attributes or resources? Yeah, resources. resources. And Fran prioritized resources, which means he started the um, the game with an obscene amount of money. One million new yen. Yes. So he was buying like boats and fucking hang gliders. Yep. Like crazy shit. And, you're, stereo, and also stereo systems. It's worth pointing out that you're penalized for not spending that money because if you tr- if you want to keep the cash from that, like you keep like ten percent of it. Yeah, so you got you yeah. might as well spend pretty much all of it, which is why I have all of the bizarre shit that I have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you guys going to your speedboat? Uh yeah, man. We'll, we'll uh why don't we take the limo? Uh, we'll take, <laughs> yeah. we'll take the limo down to the to the docks. I rent a slip down there. I've got my electric boat in there. Um, yeah, worried parking's gonna be a nightmare. No, not for me. <laughs> if I need to nudge someone out of a spot, well, then I'm gonna do it. All right. That All right let's hop. Let's, let's hop in that sweet chrome limousine, uh, which now right. which now has a name, by the way. Oh yeah, I never asked what color it is. It's chrome all the way. It's chrome all the way, and it's called party. Cra- it's called party crasher. Fuck, that's sick. <laughs> that's a, that is fucking. I didn't weird. realize it was all chrome. Like that is like a ZZ Top album cover in like the nineties. Pretty much, that's kind of the look Th- I'm going for. That's sick. It's got big chrome covers over the wheels, so not you know not much of it is exposed. It's actually pretty pretty well armored. It's got a smoke generator at the back, spy hunter style. Maybe Ooh. we'll just fucking use that for the hell of it. It's a party. It's a party everywhere. Just roll coal on somebody. <laughs> roll coal. <laughs> Jesus, that is some fucking bizarre shit. Is it? Or is it proving your dominance? Answer the question. It is um, buying into the idea that that um, environmentalism is somehow like uh, for like weak people. Or like a liberal conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> That you I mean, that you need to uh, that you need to flaunt or not flaunt um, flout is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, flout. Yeah, through through uh, nonsensical gestures like that. I guess it also just looks badass to have you know billowing black smoke coming out of your fucking vehicle. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> I mean, Ice T was an eco terrorist in um, Giant Demonic. Was it Giant Demonic? Yeah, he was part of the Lotex. His yeah. tribe. So of, I mean, uh, he definitely wasn't a pussy. Definitely, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that that's a terrible movie that no one should ever watch. That is a terrible movie, but like, it's so full of fucking good flavor, like, like Ice T being the leader of the Lotex, <laughs> which is which is ultimately run by a fucking dolphin. But yeah, it is such a bad movie. Wow, like that movie is terrible. Have you ever seen that one, friend? I haven't. It, it's based on some. It's based on a Gibson a, story, right? No, it's a Philip K. Dick story, I think. Oh, is it? I thought it was a William S. Gibson. No, it, it 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 it's way too close to a uh, William Gibson. I'm pretty sure it's a Gibson style. Joint. Johnny which, Mnemonic, which is a real shame. <laughs> I'm sure the story's way better than his fucking <laughs> movie. Right? Like, there's no good neuromancer movie. Like, are there? There's. Is that the only Gibson movie? Holy shit, it's got a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Damn, that's awful. Alright, so we're getting on this boat and just fucking cruising around the Pacific Ocean? Or what's going on? What's the sound up there? 
Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go cruise around the sound um, and see what's going on. All uh, right. You got anyone you want to call or anything? Nah, man. I got no. I I ain't got nobody but you, Blackball. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, you. I mean, you want to. You need a you need a couple bucks, don't you? You're mentioned being a little. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm a little light. I guess we should try to look for some work or think about how we can get some uh, get some work while we're got some downtime. We could cruise around and look for uh, gang, look for some gang members and just kill them. <clears throat> oh shit! We're just getting dark real quick. I mean, I... You, you really were affected by that rock. <laughs> Someone threw, someone threw a rock at my, uh, at my limo. Let's go kill some dudes. You know, let's go, I, let's let's go, go murder a bunch let's, of unrelated parties. Let's go kill a child. And then after that, drive around in a grenade launcher, uh, a, a boat with a grenade launcher. <laughs> I, ha- I have heard about a rash of uh, limousine vandalisms going on downtown. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should I, go I, avenge, I, avenge anyway. limousines. <laughs> I mean, I'm a member of the taxi and limo union, you know. <laughs> if, they need, if they need me, they know they can call on me. All right, well, let, let, let's hop her in the boat. I slot my, uh, my skill soft in that teaches me how to drive a boat because I don't actually know how to do that okay. uh, without it. So I throw in my motorboat skill soft and let's go tool it around the, the sound. Let's, uh, let's keep our eyes open. Um, what's, what's the name of the sound there? I think it's the Puget Sound, isn't it? Is that yeah, the Puget, Puget Sound? Do they still have orca? They're probably all extinct, huh? There's one. There's. I hear there's one left. <laughs> Let's get him. Oh, that's got to be a mission sometime. <laughs> Fucking orca shaman. His powers dwindled. Anyway. <laughs> all right, so we're on a boat, wind in our hair. So y'all are just you just throwing up spray in the puget sound you're cruising yeah. around it's really it's a beautiful thing to be out on the puget sound at night you know um to see downtown seattle lit up around you it's like very dark in the immediate area but the bright lights of the big city are all around you you know you can see the neon everywhere the colors the hollow billboards um off in the distance lights twinkling red blue green everywhere a different color um you can observe the chaos of the city from afar and yet be in a peaceful place out here on the um on the still water of the sound at night what's uh any other craft that we're passing like what's the uh, the boat scene out here you know it's it's not dense but they're out there you can see some larger like uh pleasure barges there's like there's a um there there's a nightclub called Siemens that's just on a boat <laughs> And it's spelled it's spelled like seminal fluid, like it's not uh, subtle. It's a nasty nightclub out on this boat. Hmm. We should probably check that. Out. Should we? Should we go to Siemens? Let's go to Siemens. Go to Siemens. Um, otherwise, <laughs> like there's just um, there's just you know some other people like you that like to go out on the sound at night. Um, small boats, big boats, all different sizes, but not like a ton of them. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, let's make we. Uh, I steer the craft over towards uh, Siemens. Uh, check my look. Make sure I look all right. Uh, what do you think, Cole? How do How do I look? Oh, you look great. 
I'm assuming you're wearing some sort of shiny material. <laughs> I mean, does it look like I have an edge, or do I look like I'm a pushover? No, you got an edge. Oh, for sure, Black Ball. You got an edge. Edge for days. Edge Lord. Cool. <laughs> you're an Edge Lord. A lot of luck. Great. Cool. All right, so let's go with the Siemens. All right, so you um, you start making your way over there. Um, you can see it off in the distance. It's projecting like a hologram um, above of just like some cheap looking people like dancing. It's not particularly enticing, but are there boats like parked around it? Like how do people get to it? Yeah, like I think like people get on at a dock in the beginning of the night. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's not a drive up. It's not a you don't just drive your boat up and get on. <laughs> I think you can you can do that, but like it's more expensive that way. Like okay. it's pretty it's pretty pricey to um yeah, you know what? It's like a big sort of flat barge, and there's like, um, there are some boats, some smaller craft, like moored to it along the side. But, you know. Well, I want to, once we start to get close, I want to go a little stealthy. The uh, Aztec Night Runner that I have is kind of me- meant for stealth. Like, it's not like a real like, long range craft. It's like got a low signature because it's electric and stuff. So I want to kind of creep up. Keep the lights real low, not draw any attention, and, and case the plate. I want to see if there's any kind of security present, what kind of other uh, craft are around, um, how people are going in, like the general layout of the place. Okay. Yeah, so um, you're cruising up to it. You're moving at a good clip, and then um, you sort of cut your speed when you're maybe like 200 yards away or something. Um and you know you hear you hear the sound of like distant dance music, you know the thump of a steady beat uh crossing the water sound carries pretty well, so you can hear it. you can see some of the boats more to the side it's uh it's expensive craft, some of them are um some of them are real fly looking like it's a range of like stuff that's like real flashy and built for speed, like kind of like. Kind of like yours, but if it was not stealthy at all and like, okay, was meant to look fly, like, like hollow projectors on the side, like that, like show dolphins swimming, hologramming, flicking and flickering, uh, alongside your boat, that kind of like gaudy shit. Well, that's kind of cool. I would like one of those for my boat. That would be cool. <laughs> um, the, your ground effects for your boat. You get the idea that like, like, th- this is how rich people come to this nightclub like they don't get on at the dock they get on um they 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 pay the exorbitant docking fee along the side of it um but all of a sudden um you hear a splash to uh to the starboard side of your boat i peer over there there's a fucking rowboat next to you just a regular ass rowboat with a lantern (laughs) in it and a really tall, slender dude. He's kind of he's kind of weird looking. At first, you think he's an elf, but on closer inspection, he's clearly human. But like, real tall, real slender. I shine the shine the light on him. What's up, Chummer? He looks right at you, and um, he's like, "It's cool ranch here." <laughs> Who's looking for him? It's call ranch. It's call ranch. What do you want? I have a message from Tom Tom. Okay. 
Oh, perfect. Lay it on me. His grace says he has some information for you. And you should, um, you should come to the store. Okay. And what's your name, Chummer? My name is, and then suddenly you hear an explosion on the other side of the boat. Of his boat? On the other side of your boat, behind you. Okay. Shit. I turn, I look, I, I see, I keep my eyes on this guy. <laughs> um, you see him just like, Balzac, you just see him like row, row, row away really fast. Like unnaturally fast. <laughs> <laughs> like it's in fast motion. <laughs> yep. And, um... No, it's like his body's moving at a normal rowing pace, but his boat's moving way faster than it ought to be. And, uh, Call, you see no explosion behind you. Uh, there's no explosion? <gasps> Magic! <laughs> <laughs> Tum-tums, did you hear that, Black Ball? I don't like that this guy was able to find us. It's magic, man. He could probably track us through the astral plane. Tum-Tum's got his ways and his means. Yeah. Does the dude look familiar? The guy from the rowboat? Like, did someone we saw at the Target or anything? Why don't you roll intelligence? Ooh. I don't have any dice. I don't have any dice. (laughs) Oh, shit. Caught you with your pants down. I guess you rolled a zero, my dude. Yeah. No, I did roll a zero, but I'll be back with dice for the next (laughs) time I need to roll. I'll roll one. Oh, can I roll one? Yeah, sure. I rolled a three. Um, wait. I'm sorry. You don't just roll one. You roll your intelligence, and your target here is a five. Yeah, I rolled a. I rolled a one. I rolled one dice for th- for a three. Okay. So yeah, you yeah. don't you don't recognize him. Thank God we did not get on that boat. <laughs> that Siemens boat. <laughs> that could have been a fun adventure too. It's not too late. You know, you don't have to. You 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 don't work for Tum Tum. Yeah, let's pop. I want to pop into Siemens. Um, I want to, you know, see what's going on. It doesn't have to be a big ordeal, but I want to spend a little cash, you know, see uh, what kind of people hang out here. Maybe get a little file going on this place. And uh, so I, I slot in my uh, skill saw for dancing, um, which I do have. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm prepared. Okay, cool. How much to dock here? Oh wait! Um, before you do, roll that um, roll that intelligence check for a, a target of five. Uh, Ungats. zero. Okay. Yeah, you don't you don't recognize him. You never seen the the chummer before. I've never seen this chummer. I haven't seen the chummer either. Or maybe maybe the chummer was not there at all. Or maybe you just don't remember. Alright, so we're going up to Siemens or we're going to Tum Tums to see what's up. Let's pop- I guess you wanted to. Yeah, let's pop into Siemens and see. Uh, if nothing else, I'm curious about this place. I just want to know uh, what it's all about. Alright, um, all so yeah, you pull your boat up. You're just openly pulling up to it. You're not going stealthy anymore. I mean, I'm not drawing attention, but like, if it looks like there's an area you're supposed to pull up to, I'll certainly go up to that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you 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 um see the valet area actually. Um it's like marked off with um caution tape. There's like a staircase that goes down into the water so you can like pull your boat up next to it and there's some um there's some uh some some fellas there in uniforms. They're not wearing suits. This place like isn't that isn't that classy. They're wearing like um 
Like just sort of like jump shoots, like one onesies. <laughs> yeah, like What's up? okay. <laughs> it's not classy, it's just really weird. It's just really weird. <laughs> What's yeah. up, Ome? Why do they call this place Siemens? Well, because people come here, chummer. <laughs> <laughs> well said. And it's sort of a it's just like a it's a sort of a squat, um, um, muscular looking human and he's like you're looking to dock yeah yeah we are alright docking fees at Siemens are uh, 2,000 new yen 2,000 new yen that's a nice boat you got there with all that money they came to buy you a real suit you're wearing a jumpsuit and you're going to charge me 2,000 new yen to dock here this is a very very exclusive establishment. If um if you can't afford it, that's fine. You know we've got um we've got our um uh, uh we've got another pleasure barge that might be more in your price range on the other side of the sound. What's that place called? That place is called Seaman <laughs> Juniors. Seaman <laughs> Juniors. No, that pl- jizz, j- jizz, <laughs> just jizz. <laughs> Jizzy's, Jizzy's place. We need a good. What's a good fucking um, nautical pun? I don't know. Yeah, that place. That's called Siemens Juniors. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think, Carl? You want to go in? Fuck this place. Two thousand. That motherfucker's just gonna take half that money, put it right in his pocket anyway. Fucking wearing a jumpsuit like Jason Voorhees. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, if you, if you, you, if you, you want to... You think this guy's really going to be dishonest like that? I mean, he's just a working guy. How do you think he pays his rent, dude? How, how much do you think he makes cleaning up jizz at this place? I mean, I, Next to nothing. I just assume people are getting paid fair wages in the world. <laughs> Did you hit your head while we were chasing out of that little boy? Listen, you know that... What happened to you? Maybe that rock rattled something. <laughs> You know, I, I just assume people are always did what I did. They go out for the day, they do a fair day's work, they get paid some honest wages, and then they get to live in a decent place and buy boats and hang gliders and cyberware. <laughs> Life's, l- l- listen here, black, black ball. Life's not all hang gliders and limousines with auto turrets on them and weird flashy clothes and Haircuts that look like you're right out of money halfway through, so half the side of your head is shaved and the other is real long. Does that really look like I ran out of money? I thought the idea was that it was cool. I'm kind of said that I had. <laughs> it's money. cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Because I didn't okay. run out of money. I mean, I, I, no, I know. I know. They I'm charged so, me I'm double, sorry. ironically. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a foghorn behind you. What is, that? is that just flavor or like no like there's, that... there's a um there's a hovercraft behind you that is waiting in line to dock here and they are like it's gaudy as hell it's shooting um alternating red green and blue lasers 50 feet into the sky just a straight up column of lasers around its perimeter it's sort of a round craft sitting about a foot above the water and it's pretty quiet for being a hovercraft until they honk their foghorn at you and you see like this dude in um this dude in sunglasses and uh he's driving it i look back at him and hold my finger up in the wait motion and mouth the word wait he nods at you he's pretty polite <laughs> that's good that's good that's good look you want to spend 2000 new yen support your local economy which seems very important to you we can do that 
I mean, otherwise, we could make some money and see what's up with King Tum Tum. All right, let's let's make some money. Oh, the right. guy's like, hey, listen, if you guys want to come back tomorrow around docking time, cover cover for coming on at docking time is only is only a hundred New Year. Hey, 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 listen, motherfucker, motherfucker, why don't you get yourself an honest job and stop trying to rip people off out here? Honest, hardworking men who are just trying to make a living. Why don't you stop disrespecting us? I like what's coming out of your mouth, black ball. And I gesture to the pistol in my waistband. <laughs> well, maybe not that much. <laughs> he yawns. Well, he just happen. yawns and looks at his watch. I gesture to the mounted grenade launcher on the <laughs> <laughs> He does a real exaggerated yawn where he like puts his hand in front of his mouth and like pats it like. Huh. I, I, I wink at him, but I'm really taking a picture with my cyber eyes. And then I pull out a line, try to splash some water up on him and peel out of there. <laughs> um, the water splashes up and um, just kind of gets deflected by some kind of invisible force field he didn't realize was there. Whatever. No, we need to get? We need jet skis. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> That'd be sick. Cocaine speed run, you know what I'm saying? That would be dope. All right, so that was a fun little excursion. <laughs> Are we uh, got a little going to dock it? Flavor, a little world. Yeah, I love it. Are we going to dock and go to um, Tum Tum's joint in the Target? Might as well. I mean, I want to figure out how this guy uh, found us and what he what he's got to say. I think that guy said to see him at the store. Yeah, which was the Target. Oh, the store. You're right. Sorry. Uh, he's got a store sure. front where he handles his business. Targets is where he like ha- hangs out. That's for, <laughs> where he holds. That's court. for pleasure. Yeah. yeah, this is business. All right, so are we going there? Yeah, might as well. All right, so we head there. Okay, cool. It is late at night, um, but the lights on. Uh, I go in. Okay, cool. You go in. You know, it's King Tum Tum shop. There's shit everywhere. Weird stuff. You know, dried up llama fetuses and things like that witchcraft business um but you know you've seen it before it ain't nothing new and uh there he is king tum tum's corpulent form behind the uh behind the counter ah my friends it's so good to see you (laughs) you got my message i take it how'd you find this tum tum am i doing the voice right yeah i have my ways i have my means don't worry about it you mind telling us your ways and means? I do, yes. Hmm. Well, I'm okay with that. But I've got news for you. You wanted uh you wanted an alert when people came looking for information about ley lines. Yeah. Well here's your alert. Someone came looking. You wanna be a little more specific? I do very much so, yes. <laughs> Is there, any, is there anyone else here? No, it's apparently empty. Um, but anyway, he's like, I do very much so, yes. Uh, and that is going to cost you. Got some quality information here. So um, I'm going to need some uh, something in exchange. Listen, you piece of and shit. And listen, I don't want money. You, co- you okay. covered it. You covered the alert. You want? What do you need? A ride over to Siemens? I don't. 
these old bones are too old for that kind of business anymore. I don't visit Siemens so much as I used to. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's worth every penny. So Siemens just comes to you now, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Siemens does come to me. Uh, that's nasty. We're getting nasty here. Yeah, we're nasty, we're nasty boys. boys. And that's, you know, that's the that's the brand. That's what keeps people coming back to this podcast, is that we're not afraid to get nasty. Christian, on a scale of 1 to 10, let us know how nasty you are, okay? <laughs> because I, I, I drop to the floor, drop my pants, and put both fists up my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, King Tum Tum, you know, he gives you a look like, hmm, not bad. <laughs> That's pretty nasty. All right, I, I stand up, I put my pants back on. Oh, interesting. So uh, listen... Listen, I, wa- I want to give you this information. Nothing stopping you from giving it to me. So what I need from you is a run. A simple run. Your skills. The barter system. Old-fashioned, like before they invented money. Well, here's the thing, King Tom Tom. We already live in the world where money exists. And I fucking paid you out with that money to the tune of 1,000 New Yen. Yes. And you've gotten what you paid for. All right, what's the run? I'm I'm listening. All right, you know me. I'm in the talismonger business. I sell magical artifacts. I sell the best stuff in the city. But one of my rivals, Bashful Bill, maybe you've heard of him. Oh, I know that motherfucker, Bashful Bill. What do you know about Bashful Bill? I know he got injured recently on a blown run. Uh, I know. I think you're thinking of the wrong Bashful Bill. Bashful Bill is a shopkeep, much like myself. Okay. He runs Bashful Bill's House of Mirrors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's what do we what do you need it's from Bashful com- Bill? It's a common nickname. I see the confusion. I'm thinking of Bashed Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bashed Bill. He's always getting injured. Bashful Bill. House. Can of- I give you? Can I give you problems? Nah, nah. Yeah, what's he up? is, you know, he's just, you know, we're businessmen. He specializes in some very potent mirror magic. <laughs> Not a lot of people know about it. It's some deep hermetic study. And um, I've been begging him and begging him and begging him on my knees for a sample. And he won't give it to me. Maybe he's just bashful. <laughs> He's very shy. I think he may just be embarrassed, you know. Um, maybe he doesn't feel his work is up is up to uh, to to my my famous level of scrutiny. But I need I need a sample of his work. Okay. Of his finest work, I need you to visit his house of mirrors, and I need you to obtain one of his mirrors. And it's a very specific one. Okay, say more about this. I've heard tell that Bashful Bill has developed a mirror that when one looks upon it, it will show one in the hour of their death. You can see how this, this is a very valuable, very powerful item. You sure you want to deal? You ready for that type of knowledge? That's bad juju, King Tom Tom. I didn't say I would look in it. 
but I have a lot of clients who would. Well, uh, this seems awfully valuable to exchange for some information. What else is in it for us? Um, personally, I'm not all that interested in this ley line stuff like my friend here is. So uh, how are you going to sweeten the pot? This sounds like you got a bigger, bigger problem here than we do. We're just, we're just curious about ley lines, but you need this mirror. No, no, let me be clear. I want this mirror very much, but, you know, I'll continue to do business without it. You're a horrible liar. All right, let's do a, um, let me check my King Tom Tom stats. How do you generate these, Joe? Do you just, like, pick a random pre-made character? Um. Or, or like, a magic pre-made character? No, I've just been kind of, um. The book does have templates for a lot of NPCs, including like a talismonger and stuff. Yeah, I've been like consulting that stuff, but also just kind of doing what feels right. Um, and I actually have had King Tum Tum less fleshed out than I thought I did. Some of the other ones are... Well, taking a quick look at the talismonger in the contact section on page 212, he's yeah. fucking loaded. He is a he's a serious uh, businessman. He's a contender, no doubt. Like, Yeah, yeah. he's good. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, this would be, you know, if we're doing like a negotiation situation. Um, yeah, I mean, we could just do a contested negotiation role here, you know. But let's play it out a little more first, and then we'll do the role. Sure. So, um, I mean, what you're de- what you're describing here. Now, I'm certainly not privy to the information you're going to be revealing to us, but I have a feeling it doesn't have quite the punch that this mirror you're describing does. I think you'll be surprised, my friend. This information is pretty juicy. But but I understand. I understand. This is a valuable item I'm asking you to recover. But, on the other hand, Bashful Bill's uh, security measures, he's not, he's not famous for it. You and understand. Why haven't, more pe- why haven't more folks tried to get this mirror? The one thing Bashful Bill does have in his favor... Is that he's quite shy. He doesn't talk much. Most people don't know what he has. He guards information quite well. Um, I'll tell you what. But but I can sweeten the pot some. Uh, store credit I can offer. I have a wide range of magical items. I could uh, I could offer you some store credit there, on some very potent stuff that may be most useful in your line of work. Mr. Balzac. Uh, uh, actually, my name is Black Ball. Oh, oh. <laughs> nom de guerre. Something like that. Actually, how about this? How about an IOU? The way you found us tonight, we might need services like that in the future. Mm, that's a big ask. A big ask. All right, let's... um. Let's... Are you saying I have a big ass? <laughs> it did fit two fists. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> All right, let's rock a um, let's rock a contested uh, negotiation, John. Here, um, right. I guess he's going to roll against your negotiation skill, and you're going to roll against his. Yeah, I think so. Unless you wanted to, I, it's possible it's tied to an attribute for defense, but I would just do opposed negotiations. Yeah. Okay. Um, his is a six, so that's your target. What's yours? Mine's a six as well. And yeah. I'm going to use the one die in my karma pool. So I'm going to roll seven dice. Okay. I got an advantage here. 
two. Nothing. Zero successes for Tum Tum. Same here. I got four fives and no sixes. Wow, that hurts. Hmm. All right, fuck it. Roll off. Do I get my karma pool again? No, I guess not. Yeah, you used it. Ooh, I got two. Zero again. Ooh, Joe, next time I see you, I'm going to give you some D6s. Okay. Fine with me. Right. I got two successes. I just buy I'll just buy some. But, um, all right. Well, you drive a hard bargain, Mr. Balzac. Blackball. Ball, blackball, pardon me. Um, okay. And I owe you for, uh, for a messenger service from one of my... A location service. Oh, I understand. Sure, sure. Okay, yes, yes. That's fair. Okay, so, for the recovery... Of the Death Mirror. What does the Death Mirror look like? That's the hardest part. I don't know. I believe it's quite small. He's got large mirrors. He's got small mirrors. He's got round mirrors. He's got square mirrors. He's got (laughs) wide ones. He's got long ones. He's got a lot of mirrors. Uh, What I know about this one is that it's small. It's somewhat ornate. In its frame. And uh, that's about... And, it, you know, it'll show you the hour of your death. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so small ornate mirror. And uh, where's his shop? It's actually... It's quite close. It's well, next door. <laughs> <laughs> it is next door, actually. Yes. He is my next door neighbor. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That was a good guess, Mr. Blackball. It's next door. Please, please show some discretion and do not walk out of my shop and then walk into his shop. Maybe, <laughs> maybe walk around the block first. Certain. I've taken certain measures to make sure that you weren't seen entering, but, you know... You know, walk walk around the block or something. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make our, <coughs> make ourselves scarce. Okay, so the deal is struck. And um he uh pulls a knife out of his um out of his pocket and pricks his finger with blood and uh waits for waits for you to present your finger. I'm okay. I'm okay. No, I'm, 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 that's a big no from Blackfall. I know how that shit works. Next thing you know, I'll be your sex slave. I'm not. I'm not playing. You that. don't want to do it the old-fashioned way. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> a man's word is his bond. Yes, word is bond, son. So that's it. The uh, information you seek, along with uh, a coupon, a coupon <laughs> for uh, for one uh, location ID of a magical means. And uh, I get the mirror. Great. Sounds pretty cut and dry then, King Tum Tum. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back. Wonderful.
Alright, so I guess we can case this building, right? Because we know where it is. What are you, walking out the front door? Let's turn the other ways out. So this place is literally next door? That's it, yeah, it's next like door. Like it's the adjacent It's the adjacent, it's the adjacent building. building. Bashful Bill's house and mirrors. Um, we should stop there. But yeah, you guys exit the uh, building and suddenly it's as if it was closed the whole time. Spooky. I'm hitting y'all with a lot of, with all my spooky shit tonight. Oh man, I'm, I'm mocking my heart's racing.